Hey, everybody, this is Peter Joseph with the Thinking Into Results program, and you're listening to Moment of Grace with Dr. Butler. Wouldn't you like to start your day upbeat and motivated? Dr. Butler has written a wonderful book. It is called A Moments of Grace. It is a devotional for a busy life. You can get your copy at www.drajrbutler.com. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler, and welcome to A Moment of Grace. Happy that you're here with us on today. Uh, if you're like I am, I, I, I've been a sports fanatic just about all of my life. I've always loved sports. In fact, uh, we were so thankful a few weeks ago, we had an opportunity to interview uh, Jack O'Halloran, who was in Superman 2, uh, as one of the villains, uh, he also fought Ken Norton. Uh, he also fought uh, uh, Rakim um, Ali, which was Muhammad Ali, Rakim uh, uh, Muhammad Ali's brother, as well. And so, you know, I love talking with athletes. I love talking with those people that um, take their physical bodies to the next level. You know, when you have uh, people that are, are grasping after you, after your talent. Um, it, it's, it, it can also uplift you, but also it can be debilitating. Uh, once the lights go off, once the crowd stops cheering, once your name is no longer heard. Uh, I was remember, remember watching, um, I, I believe it, it wasn't Love and Basketball. It was one of the um, basketball movies, but it was a reality movie. And they were following two basketball players that were in high school and following them to college. And something this young man said that really, really pricked my soul and it stuck with me is um, the cameras were following him around and everything. And he has has all of this, uh, you know, all of this uh, a melee and everybody really held him of high esteem because of his talent. And somebody on the street yelled to him and say, hey, man, uh, when you make it, remember me. And he responded with, if I don't, will you remember me? That always stuck with me. My guest today uh, helps athletes when they get to the point that the lights have turned off, when they get to the point the crowds have stopped yelling their names, when they get to the point that people remember their talent but forget who they are. So he's here with us here on Moments of Grace, and I'd like to welcome Michael Barham with us, and he is an author of when the ball goes flat. Welcome, Michael. How you doing? Th thank you, Dr. Butler, for having me today. Uh, man, that that was wonderful. That was very powerful with, with the, 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 the story that you just referenced with, uh, if I don't make it, will you remember me? Wow, that's powerful. Yeah, I can't remember what movie that was, but it was um, it was a powerful movie and that 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 really really stuck with me. Then that young man had that wherewithal that if I don't make it, will you remember me, Michael? You um, you do so much. You have done so much in your 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 story career. Uh, would you share with us before we get into our discussion and talking about your book and what you do? 
Would you share with the audience who you are and, and a little of your background, please? Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> well, uh, my name is Michael Barham. Uh, I am a, a father. I'm a husband. I'm a leader. I have the opportunity to, to and I like to call myself, I'm, I'm a super servant. So uh, I, everything started with me as far as my life and my journey um, when I was literally uh, in my last basketball game. I remember just hearing the clock uh, tick down, um, the crowd of the other team that were that were yelling and excited. And as I glanced at the sideline, I saw my teammates' uh, eyes full of tears and snot rolling down their nose because at that moment, the ball was going flat for us. Now, not everybody felt the same. Uh, some of them were uh, getting scholarships and going to the next right, level, but that right. at that moment, that's when everything kind of sh- uh, had shaken up for me uh, because I was about to go into uh, adulthood and I had no clue of what I was going to do with my life. Um, moments, or well, not moments, uh, months passed, and I, I and I accidentally became a little league basketball coach. Okay. Uh, I went to to try to. Um, play best. I mean, I went to try to coach and help, and um, the guy said, "Yes, come on and help." And he, life happened with him, and he gave me the opportunity to take over with the team. Uh, Let me ask forward. you a question, Michael. Yes. You know, how was that transition? Because um, you know, I played basketball also in, in high school, and um, uh, when I became a youth pastor, I had a. Um, Gosh, I had about 180 guys, 180 kids that were on mm-hmm. a little summer league. And mm-hmm. so now I couldn't get enough men to coach. So now I had to transition from that player mindset to that coach mindset, especially coaching <laughs> coaching little guys. Yeah. So how was that transition? To, to share with us that transition because, you know, you know, you were used to watching the X and O's, but now you were the guy um, giving the X and O's. So how, how was that transition? It was a shock. Like it was, it was a big shock because, as you said, um, I was blessed that I had a good coach, right? And he right. broke the game down to us, right? Uh, and I say that because I went through three coaches my senior year. After my wow. first coach got let go, we had a coach that was kind of just a you know run and gun, do what you want. I got you. So I was blessed that I had the opportunity to understand the X's O's. But the shock was. Uh, it's like, okay, I know the game as a player. It's a different game seeing it as a coach. And I think the biggest shock for me was I had to grow up. I was 19 years old. I had to grow up. I was in charge of leading 11 and 12 years olds, and I couldn't even lead myself. So it was a shock because I had I was challenged. The music that I was listening to, the words that I was saying, if I would curse or say something, they were right there looking at me. And I'm exactly. like, oh, no, I can't. I can't do that. So it, it shifted my mind. Uh, to grow as a leader because I had to be able to pour into them. Uh, and I think one of the, the biggest things that happened is one of the one of my players, he had uh, issues at home. And, okay. and so uh, he would get into fights. Well, the principal came to me and was like, well, Mr. Barham, what are we going to do about him? <laughs> and in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I'll run a few suicides and right, you know, let, right. him, let him do some push-ups or something. But other than that, I mean, he can play. And she was like, yeah, we, we got to send a message uh, that, mm. that we don't tolerate that. And for me to have to sit him down for two games, it broke my heart. But at that moment, it, it showed me it showed me that, you know, life was bigger than basketball and the impact that I had on his life was bigger than, you know, the sports. Uh, and it made me grow up. So that transition was a little hard, but it was it was it was great for me. It was the best thing that could have happened because it made me grow up. Got you. Got you. 
and, and you you kind of had that that uh, that epiphany i know when i was in the military the uh first time i had to chew out a friend of mine after i got uh got my sergeant stripes it just really tore my heart out so i i, I can empathize <laughs> i can empathize with you because you know uh you know we love for people to like us and this that and the other but you know i always say you know god called us to purpose not position you know and so when you have purpose and now you have position those people that god has put you over may not understand um there may be some resistance and i think you know the first few times the resistance is within us you know mm. how they look at us and everything else because i can imagine that young man looking at you like come on coach you know i'm, I'm one of your best ballers what what are you doing right. you know <laughs> absolutely absolutely and, and after you know after i, I was doing that after i said i was during the season i was like i'll never do this again and it was funny at mm -hmm. the end we, we ended up you know making to the championship i was so excited didn't wow. win it but afterward i was like i can't wait to do this again wow. and uh yep. i ended up in an opportunity having an opportunity to, to to coach uh at the high school level I actually coach at okay. uh bo jackson's old high school macro high school here really? in alabama wow. yes okay. and so uh i had the opportunity like you said uh, I, I was given the position and I knew it was purpose, but here I am. I'm, I'm 23 years old and I'm, I'm leading, you know, 17, 18 year olds. We're close in age. So right, I had to right. grow up again because I had to understand a different way. Uh, I think that sent me into a lot more prayer. Like, God, I need you to show me how to lead these young men <laughs> right, because right. I'm barking at them and they're barking back at me. And right. I had to learn really quick. Uh, a different way to connect with different personalities right and so yeah. just uh, I think during that time uh, that is when the shift happened because coaching high school athletes I, I knew I had an issue after the ball went flat but when I began to see some of my guys who uh, graduated were good kids but mm -hmm. they struggled a little bit with life when they got done. I could see them. You know, I would keep in touch or I could see them on social media. I'm like, wait, hold up. That's this is not who they used to be. But, That's right. That's um, right. I, I just I said there there is a problem that, that has to 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 be solved yeah, here. And, right. and I just kinda leaned in on that. So gotcha. uh I mean I had always and as well, I think one of the things was my mom uh, I come from a family full of uh ministers and people who just have servant hearts. And so for me uh, just being a servant, uh, I just couldn't sit there. Like it, it pains me sometimes more than some of them as they they probably were fine with their life, but right. the, the potential that I saw in them, there you go. Uh, it, it was eating at me because I knew there was more, like I had more for them uh, and they just couldn't see it at the point in time. And so uh, for me, I just wanted to, to just kind of answer that call and help give that direction. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, what I'd like to do at this point, Michael, if we can just take a, uh, a quick break <clears throat> and uh when we come back i want us to also uh, get into your book but also i want you to tell us about uh push elevation uh, because you're doing some some great things with that and i want to, to discuss that as well okay absolutely oh, wonderful wonderful so we're talking with michael barham who is the author of when the ball goes flat he's an a um a amazon best-selling author and guys, you can hear his passion. And when we come back, we're going to talk about um, this book that he's written and continue to talk about his life. You know, uh, the, the, the truth of the matter is, guys, uh, purpose is in each and every one of us. And um, 
God has put people like Michael in these young men's lives because, you know, once the, he said himself, well, you know, the ball goes, I love that when the ball goes flat, um, you know, and I, I, I remember even my own uh, very short basketball career, you know, as that six man sitting on the bench that, that I knew that uh, I wasn't going to play in the lights any longer in these things. And uh, there is a transition. There's a there's a reality that life hits. Thank God I had a family to fall back on. But um, Michael is that coach, not just coaching them while they're on the court, but also coaching them while they're off the court. And when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion with Michael uh, Barham, who is the author of When the Ball Goes Flat. We'll be right back. This is your host, Dr. Ray Jerome Butler. There is an estimated half a million men, women, and children that are homeless in our country and this great nation each night. Statistics show the number one reason for homelessness is affordable housing. Dr. Butler and his family have started the Grace Project. It is a plan to build clean, affordable homes that will help get these families off of the street. They would love for you to partner with them by donating to this show, where 100% of the proceeds will go to the Grace Project. When you partner with the Grace Project in any dollar amount, you will receive Dr. Butler's latest book. To give, please go to momentspod.com or anchor.fm forward slash moments of grace and hit support. Thank you in advance from the Grace Project. Hello, my name is Adriana. Did you know that there are half a million amazing kids in foster care? I wrote a book called The Crystal Kingdom to bring awareness to amazing families like mine. When you purchase my book on eBay, a portion of the proceeds will go to a foster care organization to help these amazing families. Think in advance, like my dad always says, keep the light on. And we're back, we're back, we're back. We're talking with Michael Barham, who is the author of When the Ball Goes Flat. And uh, as you heard before the break, uh, very, very um, intense and impressive young man has, like you said, he has a servant's heart, <clears throat> but he also has uh, a brand. It's it's uh, uh, Push Elevation. Um, and, and Michael, we'd like to welcome you back uh, we want to talk about push elevation because um, you talked with me in the green room and all I could imagine with push elevation. I know when I played football, um, you, you guys forgive me what I'm getting ready to say. The, it, the heaviest coach that we had in football was always a defensive coach. And I played defense, but I was a safety. 
And so, <laughs> so, so that rascal would get on that sled and I didn't care that you were, you know, uh, a safety, you know, you still had to push him, you know? And uh, he had, uh, he had this little mound. He used to love for us to push him up, but we didn't realize at the time that it was making us stronger and making us faster. So push elevation, um, explain that to us because when you, when, when you talk to me in the green room, that's what I could see you know, that strengthen, strengthening yourself, not just pushing on flat ground, but not just pushing, you know, downhill, but there is a certain skill set. There's a certain power. There's a certain illumination that comes to your body and to your spirit and your heart when you push uphill. So uh, uh, share with us about push elevation, Michael. Absolutely. Uh, so <laughs> as you say that inside of my logo is a mountain and, and I, push elevation came to me because for me um i love i love for everybody around me to grow and become the best version of themselves right. and so uh at any time you're trying to elevate and do something good uh there's always going to be adversity there's always right. going to be turmoil and so inspiring people to actually push through it you know there's this old uh, there's this acronym for push that a lot of people use called pray until something happens mm. and um you know, for me, it's more so definitely praying until something happens, but pushing until something happens as well, uh, because we all know that we all have adversity. Things are going to happen. Um, you know, the word tells us that there, there will <laughs> be That's turmoil. Right. Like there, right. there are, you know, there are going to be bad days. Things are going to happen. Um, and so for me, I'm just a reminder to push through it. So just giving um, individuals that hope to push uh, and elevate in your spiritual life, push and elevate as a father, as a husband, as a mother, uh, push and elevate, operate in your purpose. You know, a lot of people like the, the scripture, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, mm -hmm. for I know the plans that I have for you, mm -hmm. but those plans are going to take you to push. That's you know, right. it's like purpose is there, but purpose is hard. Mm -hmm. And so you just have to push. If you don't decide to push, then you stay the same. But if you if you are committed to pushing to elevate, you will receive the rewards that are there for you. Wow. Wow. Great stuff, Michael. Great stuff. You know, it's, um, you know, as you, as you were talking, um, we, we all need to, <clears throat> we all need that, that, that little push. And, and I would imagine I can, you know, I, again, I'm, I'm very uh, abstract in my own mind, but I can also see you uh, behind those young men, behind those athletes, um, you know, still coaching, you know, you need to keep going. You can't give up. You got to keep, keep it moving. Is that kind of kind of where you see yourself at in in that dynamic? Absolutely, um, because I was blessed to to have those different people in my life to do that for me, um, right. and, and even when I wasn't, and I thought I should have, in mm -hmm. the back of my mind, um, I want to be that person that I wanted. So you know, uh, I'm not one who who grew in in, in age and feel like oh, okay I, I got it all figured out it's like yo i was a knucklehead and i messed up and uh i wish i had advice at this spot and that spot so yes absolutely being that coach to, in their ear to let them know like yeah i messed up at that point in time too but let's focus on the solution and not the problem you know? there you go i like uh, this, that. this one mistake doesn't define doesn't uh doesn't define you and That's so right. 
you know, just being able to be that positive reinforcement uh, to push through those bad times and those bad things. Because, you know, how it is when we have our stuff and we have our setbacks and we're going through it, we feel like it's just us and it's mm-hmm. the end of the world and we can't see outside of it. So That's uh, right. just being that, that positive reinforcement uh, that it does get better on the other side if we continue to go through it and not uh, stay where we are. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And I, I you know, I, I know that um, from a professional uh, standpoint and also from a personal standpoint and a spiritual standpoint that you are there as an encourager. Um, but now you've also written a few books and, and the book that, that you're here to talk about today is When the Ball go flat, Goes Flat. Love that title i think that is you may have you may have heard it from somewhere else so it may be it may be original but i love that that title so so share with us where that title came from because look I, I may have to get get up with you to give me some uh some preaching <laughs> titles because that that's dynamic right there just, just you know uh michael i need a preaching title that's what i'm preaching about because that that's dynamic brother so where did that title come from so uh, I, I, it's a running joke with me and, and my head coach, uh, James Pondesta. I love him. He took me in uh, to, to teach me everything. Uh, it's like a brother to me that gave me an opportunity to coach our high school. But it was basically a message that we preached to our guys every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not necessarily about like the end of sports. It's, it was more so if you have to give everything you got today and every single day because you never know when the ball is going flat so every single day in practice we're saying this could be your last practice this could be your last game so you have to give everything you got because you never know when that ball is going flat and so I was like I've been saying this for the last 11 years and it's like now it's time to use that title because it's the it was a part of the message of what we preached to our guys and so I was like yeah when the ball goes flat that's it that that like I said, that title is absolutely awesome, unique, very. Um, uh, I think it's very jazzy. It it, it encompasses everything that that you're that you're talking about. But in your book, uh, when the ball goes flat, give us the premise of the book, uh, Michael. Of it. So, the premise of uh, when the ball goes flat is is given that athletes um, encouragement and a, a guide to pursue purpose after sports. Um, I know the biggest thing is, you know, we go through the, the different changes. Yes. Uh, in the beginning, I, I, I let athletes know, like, it's not just you. The, honestly, there are millions of athletes who don't get that opportunity right. uh, to go to each level. So whether you stop after high school, whether you stop after college, and, 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 or even if you're blessed to make it to the pros, the ball is going to go flat regardless. So yours was just, whether it's delayed or not, it's going to happen. So mm-hmm. just kind of help them get out of that funk and then help them make that shift. So for me, and I know kind of like a lot of athletes, you go through that blaming and victims uh, mindset. So whether you didn't got, get a scholarship, whether it was injury, you look to point and, and I like to call it the victim pool. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if it's always somebody else's fault, you never have the power to change your outcome. Say that again. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's too deep for you just run through that, brother. You you got to take the track shoes off on that. Let's walk through sand on that one. Hit that one again, Michael. (laughs) If it's always someone else's fault, you never have the power to change your reality. Wow. And so uh, I went through that that phase, and I know a lot of other athletes go through that phase. And so just talking through, shifting the mind on that, 
and then just talking about the things that 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 happen uh, and that they can do you know making a shift of your mind making a shift of your habits making the shift of your environment sometimes it's not about how skillful you are or, mm. or what's in your mind sometimes you may do those things right but your environment can be holding you down mm. and and one of the biggest things that that i talk about is uh when it comes to uh seeking your purpose is serving um right. so right. you know when you're serving and doing different things no matter what it is a lot of times that fulfillment that you're seeking for that emptiness you get it while you're serving. So whether right. it's, you know, serving how I started with, with serving, playing basketball, right. whether you're serving um, with something outside of sports, no matter what it is, you're doing that, you're learning, because I learned skills while I was doing all of those things. You're developing those skills, you're developing those relationships. And so it, it gives you a, a sense of fulfillment. And then just the, the, the discovery of purpose. I think a lot of times, people have skills and gifts inside of them that they think because they're so natural they don't think that it's a big deal but that's that one thing that can impact and change the world so i deal with people a lot as an athlete it was like yo well i mean i'm not good at anything because i wasn't exposed to anything but you're very analytical well guess what you could become a coder coders are big right now Mm -hmm. and you can have a coding firm or you can go you know, code everything else for people and be the best in the world at that. You think just because you're analytical and you're very organized that it's just just me, but it's like, well, I struggle with being organized. It's a big deal in my life to have somebody like you. Mm -hmm. And so breaking that down from a different personality perspective and helping them see those things that you think are normal or not that big deal, not a big deal, that are a big deal. And you could change the world with those things. And so helping them open up their eyes to see after sports, no matter what you do, um, if you use your personality and the gifts that you have and serve with them, you can pursue your purpose and have the same fulfillment that you did while you were playing the game. And I always like athletes to know you have more highlights ahead of you than you do mm. behind you. Brother, you got some br- brother. You saying some stuff here. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. More highlights ahead of you than you have behind you. I love that. I love that. One of the uh, one of the points you were making from the book, I want to um, take a step back into. uh, You mentioned about their environment. Um, How do you address somebody that um, you know they're playing basketball? the, The environment, maybe the environment at home, maybe. They're coming, coming to a uh, coming to a place. There's not a lot of finances going on in the home. Um, you know, just struggling to eat. Mom and dad are struggling to keep a roof over their head. How, how do you address that person's uh, wherewithal, man? Because you know, basketball may be all they have. Maybe sports is all they have. Somebody, you know, that that they're in a in a place within themselves that no one will ever call my name unless you know they're calling my name because i messed up at mcdonald's or and there's nothing wrong with mcdonald's but you feel what mm-hmm. i'm saying mm-hmm. um so so how do you address that person you know with their environment because you mentioned the environment so how do you address that person that uh is struggling you know w- with their environment and when the ball goes flat absolutely i think so one of the biggest things is 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 a, from a relationship uh standpoint mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who are are willing to help but because depending on your environment, I can't speak for everybody, but I know from my environment, uh, I'm from a rural area and we were basically taught, uh, most people may call it a crab in a barrel, but it's more so right. if, if you're not for me, you're against me. So you right. think that everybody that you don't know, uh, like 
they're you're territorial. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna open up to just strangers, but it's relationship building. And so um, one of the things that I teach individuals is like, there are people wanting to help you, but uh, that's the principle that I, that I live by. Serve three times before you ask for something. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to environment, uh, I think one of the biggest things that I learned was uh, I was at a, a multi-level marketing uh, meeting and it was my first time sitting in the room. I was I was inspired because it was it was a black millionaire, and I was like, "Yo, I feel like I can do it now because I, I see another black man in front of me." And when it was time for Q and A, you know, I was asking questions, and I was like, uh, "What do you do when the people around you don't want to grow uh, or don't want the same greatness at a level that you do?" And he said, "Don't limit yourself to the people around you." Right. And in that very moment. I was like, oh yeah, okay. But I, I didn't understand. I didn't <laughs> right, understand. Right. Until right. six months later, um, I got the opportunity to go to a conference and it was a lot of people that were at a higher level than I was at that point in time. And they all looked at me and was like, Well, we put on our clothes the same way as you do. You know, only difference is the 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 information. And so to get back to it is, you know, I encourage those individuals to get around people who have a different level of information than them. You know, and, and if you don't have any, I think if you don't have any mutualism, meaning that if you can't add the same value to them, then you seek to serve them and help them, you know, right. whether it be, uh, you know, clearing up their schedule, whether it be washing cars, whatever it is, just to get you in the room uh, to get around a different type of mindset, because a lot of times people want to help, but uh, you have to be willing to help. So helping them understand, humble themselves enough. To, to get around someone different than them because a lot of times if you're in those environments and you don't have people who uh, you feel are very inspirational and things like that, the biggest thing is is getting inside of a different environment. And sometimes if you are too shy or you don't feel like opening up, sometimes your mind has to leave before your body do. So there you go. plug so plugging in uh, you know, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a sermon. Uh, some motivation whatever it is to shift that mind uh before your body does and then because that's what happened to me first it was Mm -hmm. my mind my mind had to shift Mm -hmm. before i was uh, before i saw value in a different environment because my environment was was toxic and once i began to hear like the things that i would say i was being a victim or you know i was you know it's like okay cool My, my daddy went there too Mm-hmm. doesn't matter you know i broke grew up in a single parent household it doesn't matter right you know i had to boil water on the stall for a hot bath too it doesn't matter you still can be successful and the rest of your life can be the best of your life and so first my mind had to leave and mm-hmm. once my mind left um i was able to start seeking those environments so i would definitely say the first step is start listening to some different than than your environment start having different conversations first so your mind wow. can leave before your body can awesome awesome that is absolutely awesome my friend um as you were talking it's it's something i always always say you know my my motto <clears throat> you know as i as i've traveled and, and spoke and have written my books and things of that nature is my motto has always been success is on purpose but then there's there's an addendum and it kind of ties into what you what you're saying i very rarely use this part because people you know people tend to get turned off but it's the truth when you say success is on purpose, everybody's like, oh, well, wow, that's great. But the other part is, so is failure. Failure is, mm-hmm. is purpose, is, is on purpose. You know, if you're having, like you said, having that pity party and, and you're saying, woe is me and I can't do this and I can't do that. 
you know, the reality is, guy, you were a basketball star. You did something with your body other guys on your team could not do. You did something with your with your physicality other people couldn't do. You did something with your mind because, you know, everybody can't, even though you have the, the physical acclimates, if you don't have the mental capacity uh, to understand plays and things of this nature. So uh, I can imagine, you know, uh, the way you push these guys into a better place, into a better purpose. Into, into a place of favor has just got to be great for you, Michael. Um, what I'd like to do at this point, Michael, if you could, um, and I always love to ask my authors this, when someone closes the last page of when the ball goes flat, what do you want them to walk away with? So the biggest thing that I want them to walk away with is that they have to put the work in. Uh, like they can't be an information junkie and what i mean by that is just consume information right. and go on about that day put right. It, right i, I, I tell them throughout gotcha. the book that this doesn't work unless you do right. and i want mm. them to understand that uh that they have purpose inside of them and they could go live it out no matter who they are guys all has given us all purpose but we have to pursue it that's right we have to pursue it there has to be a pursuit uh uh, after our purpose in order to, to gain that fulfillment so uh, when they get done with my book I want them to understand that there is purpose inside of them in order to get it they have to pursue it they have to go after it wow wow you know as you were talking I remind, I'm reminded of, of David at Ziglag uh, after he was um, he, he and the other uh, he and his other men were gone and, and uh, the Philistines came and took all of their stuff possessions wives children everything and that was one thing that, that always encouraged me is that when everybody else was down on David and everybody was talking about stoning it and killing him and he goes to God and he's like, I guess he imagined God to say something else. Was, what, what should I do? God said, pursue. <laughs> you know? yes. Hey, they trying to kill me. Pursue. <laughs> they done took my stuff. Pursue. If you're going to get it back and if you're going to do better, you've got to pursue. And that's what I heard you saying, Michael. It has been such a pleasure speaking with you, Michael. Uh, tell people how they can get this Amazon best-selling book um, when the ball goes flat. Absolutely. So they they can definitely uh, get get my book off of Amazon. Um, if they would love the copy sign, uh, they can go to my website so I can send it out personally and write them a nice encouraging message at Michael Barham elevates.com and they can also just you know find me on different on every social media platform as michael barham elevates and i can definitely send them the link wonderful awesome 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 great interview with you uh michael we wish you the best um i know that your father husband coach um businessman entrepreneur you're wearing all of these hats but number one that I kept hearing you say was that you're a servant. And uh, uh, and my word tells me, Yahshua said, the greatest among us are those who serve. And so you are you are definitely uh, one of the great, great young men and great men in, in our nation right now. So I appreciate you. Thank you, thank you. I definitely appreciate you having me. Uh, and I thank you for uh, the great conversation because it's definitely uh, amazing uh, uh, conversation today. Wonderful, wonderful, Michael. And uh, I'm going to open it up. I'm going to ask you to come back with us. Uh, I know you're writing books. Your story is not not yet written. The, the last chapter is not yet written. And as long as 
as you are uh, uh, doing special things with elevate with push elevation and and writing books. We want to open up uh, uh, open invitation to you in moments of grace. So I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you to come back with us sometime in the future. I, I'm listen. I, I'm going to make sure that I, I keep this little snippet so when I come back, I can say, "Remember what you said." That's right. <laughs> there you go. I definitely, I'll be honored to come back. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> we have been talking with Michael Barham and Michael, uh, CEO of, of Push Elevation. He didn't say that. I'm saying that. Uh, CEO of Push Elevation, also author of When the Ball Goes Flat and also Purpose Pioneers. Um, he is an Amazon bestseller, as you can hear. Guys, listen, I know there was a, uh, there's another uh, preacher and he always says that uh, uh, favor is not fair. Uh, I agree with it somewhat, but I always say, and this is what I believe, is that favor follows faithfulness. That if you're faithful over a few things, you can become ruler over many. So if you're faithful, and this is what Michael was trying to share with us today, teaching these young men, you've been faithful in basketball and successful, faithful in sports and you've been successful. Now find something else that you can be successful in life and favor. It won't just follow you, man. It'll overtake you. <laughs> and so that's, that's the message today. And guys, get with Michael. Uh, on all of his social media he just mentioned and get the books get, get the books let's support him and what he's doing reach out to him learn more about push elevation and let's become part of this movement man we've got to encourage people we've got to get up under people we got to be foundations and cornerstones for our young people because they are our future they're going to be the future millionaires or they're going to be the future guys that's in prison one or the other and guess what one person one word can change their whole lives. I've always been amazed, and we're out here. I've always been amazed by this, that at, at 30 degrees, you know, you get water. At 31 degrees, you get steam. So it is just amazing, guys, that one degree, one word, one person could change your whole life. Again, this is your host, Dr. Ray Jerome Butler, and we'll see you next time. Remember, love God, love life. Keep the light on. We'll see you next time.